after 50 takes here, I'm finally going to get this on this one. Alright, welcome in to Inside the Locker Room with me, Josh, in the first episode in the introduction of myself. So for this podcast series, I will be talking about the NBA, MLB, NFL, and some college sports such as football and basketball. For a short summary about myself is, I am a 13-year-old sports fan that likes the Raptors, Saints, and Dodgers. I will try to be as non-biased as possible, but it's hard not to be when your teams are playing, or when they're in some situations. To conclude the introduction of this episode, I will be talking about my mock draft and possible trades and the playoffs. Okay, to get started, with the number one overall pick, I have the Pistons taking Kate Cunningham. This is a very easy pick for me and the Pistons. I think Kate is one of the best prospects we have seen in years with his size and his handle and his scoring and his defense. Great passer as well. With the second pick, I have the Rockets taking Jalen Suggs with an aging John Wall and his massive contract. I see the Rockets trading him for a forward in the near future. Maybe an Andrew Wiggins, maybe a Joe Harris. I have no clue, but that's what I see. With the third pick, I see the Cavs taking Evan Mobley. Evan is the best big prospect since Cat. Yeah, I just said Cat. That's pretty, pretty outrageous, isn't it? I see him and Colin Sexton being a great duo in the future with his scoring and his defense. It would pair well with Colin. With the fourth pick, I have the Raptors taking Jalen Green. I see the Raps trading for Kyle Lowry for Ben Simmons in the near future and hopefully signing Kawhi. I see him coming off the bench year one. Maybe starting if they put Fred VanVleet off the bench. With the fourth or with the fifth pick, I have the Magic taking Jonathan Kuminga. He's a phenomenal player that can do everything with his size and his position. He's perfect replacement for Aaron Gordon and a perfect fit for the Magic. He can do anything, score, play defense, any of that. I think the Magic would really benefit from this guy, and it's a great steal at pick five. The sixth pick, the Thunder are taking Scotty Barnes. He's a great forward that can play guard and as well as pass, and he's a great defender with his size and athleticism. He can also shoot okay, but they can definitely develop that once he gets in the league and pair well with Shea. With the seventh pick, I see the Warriors taking Moses Moody. He's a good replacement for Andrew Wiggins. He's a forward with guard-like skills and a great jump shot. He has a great grasp for his handles and can pass as well. I mean, you know, the Andrew Wiggins trade, or I think it will happen, would benefit them a lot with getting another young guy in the starting lineup with Moses Moody or whoever they get at pick seven. With the eighth pick, the Magic are probably going to take Josh Glidey if this draft plans out like I think it is. He's a great guard with a good jumper and it has a great grasp for passing. He's a great one or two guard for them. When Cole Anthony is not on the floor, he can run one, and he can start at two for them in the future. I mean, I think he'll pair well with Jonathan Kuminga. Alright, so now that I have my first eight picks of my draft, I'm going to move on to the playoff. So let's talk the playoffs real quick. With the Suns up 2 to nothing, but CP3 and D-Book questionable for Game 3, I see the Clips taking two games off the Suns and getting momentum in the series, but this can only happen if Paul George keeps up the scoring load and defensive. 
but somebody needs to stop campaign. I think Patrick Beverly needs to step up. Campaign has been the X Factor for the Sun so far, dropping almost 30 in Game 2. He pretty much carried when Devin Booker was not on the floor. Yeah, I mean, Pat Bev really needs to step up here on defense. And that's what he does. He's a pest. He's a defensive star. But he's not doing it this far. Um, campaigns are only hope to keep momentum in the series. I can also see a close game three and the Clips pulling it out. But the Suns keep momentum going into game four. I do not see the Suns taking game three. You know, that's just something I don't see happening in the future. Alright, side note. I'll be posting daily at 12 central time. So if you guys like this podcast, you can come check it out every day. Alright, so let's talk Bucks Hawks. I see Giannis having a great offensive and defensive series against Colin, uh, John Collins. And the Bucks winning in five or six games, depending on who wins game one. But I see the Hawks winning game one with Drew Holiday having a bad defensive game and Trey dropping 50. Yeah, that was pretty bold, isn't it? But I actually see it happening, and I see the Bucks needing time to readjust to the Hawks' different play style than the Nets. The Nets pretty much went off the floor and gave it to Kevin Durant at the top of the key and let him work. But the Hawks run plays, pick and rolls most of the time with Collins and Capella running with Trey Young. But I can also see the Hawks playing bad game one and the, and the Bucks blowing them out and winning. Now, if that happens, I see maybe Bucks a sweep or maybe game five, winning in five. You know... I really appreciate if y'all would follow me, and I thank you for watching, and I hope you enjoyed this. It's me, Josh, and I'm tuning, and I'm tuning out from inside the locker room.